1: Welcome to What's the Score, a series solely dedicated to the support of Central Florida's small business and entrepreneurs. Donated as a community service by Salem Media Group. Now, here's Christopher Hart and Rich Jekyll. Hello again, and welcome to What's the Score, the show designed to help you come up with that winning combination for your business. And even though we don't have the award-winning Rich Jekyll with us today, we still do have a winning combination for you. Full of great folks from SCORE, starting with Lucy Polito,
2: Who is trying to get an award sooner or later, but I'm still trying.
1: <laughs> yeah, Rich, Rich <laughs> likes oh. to the hog them all. all right, I know. And uh, we'll get to our next guest here in a moment, too. And, uh, well, let's just go ahead and introduce Nate. Mm-hmm. And Nate, uh, friends, is author at SCORE, and he's been on the show before, but... It's been a while, so we're going to have to re-familiarize everybody oh. with you. Nate, so how you doing today?
3: I'm doing good. Thanks for having me. All
2: right. Well, and he is, by the way, <laughs> one of our award counselors. I mean, you if you go to <laughs> Nate, you are getting top-notch.
1: Yep, and you'll find out why in just a minute. And once again, SCORE is a great organization full of great folks like Lucy and Nate here. And they're there to help you, ladies and gentlemen. And they're Located all over the country, here in Central Florida, there are about 60 such volunteers and some 15,000 uh, total around the country. And it's a great, as I said, organization because those, that experience comes from all different walks of life. And it is there, as I said, for you for the asking, and it's once again absolutely
2: is, so that nobody misses rich. I will say the <laughs> F word oh, <laughs> free. God. Uh, yeah, God,
1: <laughs> company. Evening, she said it. Yes, indeed. This uh, the mentorship program is entirely free, just for the asking, and but what they expect out of you is to listen and consider what they're offering you. And they're not there, you know, just to to play games. This is serious business because business is serious business. And But they are great folks, as I said. They're very friendly. And not meaning to intimidate you, but just meaning to say, this is all about helping you succeed. And And really, that's the bottom line.
2: And that is our goal. That is the reason we are there. We're there to help people uh, make their dreams come true. But we want to make sure that, they know what they're doing, and we're there to guide them from A to Z.
1: Exactly. But all you have to do is ask for their help. And once again, they're there to help you. And because they have experience from all different walks of life, if, say, Lucy doesn't have the experience you're looking for, maybe Nate does or Rich or somebody else here locally. Or, once again, they have this pool of 15,000 volunteers to draw from nationally.
2: That's all 50 right. states. We are all over the nation, so... If there is no expertise locally, you, we can count on somebody somewhere in the United States to help that individual.
1: Indeed. And, of course, because they are nationally, uh, uh, you know, uh, organized with offices all around the country, you can have your family and friends in other parts of the country take advantage of SCORE. It's not just a Central Florida thing. And so if you do have friends and family in, in other parts of the country thinking about starting a business or already have a business, maybe they've come up against a, an obstacle, and they need some help getting over it, and maybe they haven't heard of SCORE, and here's your chance to help them out. You can send them to SCORE.org, which is the national website, and that's where they'll locate the office in their area, or maybe you can do it for them and tell them. And also at SCORE.org, you all have all this great paperwork, too.
2: Yes, we have all the information information that's needed to uh, get a business up and running. And you know, and keep uh, it running. And keep it running. Yes, and of course, we also have, uh, we also hold seminars, uh, and uh, we're there to help in any way we can.
3: And, and I would just add, uh, for the life of the business.
2: For the life of the business, that's right.
3: We're there, and and for the life of the business, that four-letter word applies.
1: Indeed, and that's from the very inception stage to the growth stage to the selling stage.
2: You know, I'd even go further than that. Not just the inception, but even if you have a thought. You know, there's a lot of people that come in and say, I'd like to have this business. I'd like to start a business. And when you really start asking the questions, they have no idea what they're even getting into or what kind of experience is needed for a particular business. So from the very idea of having the thought, we're there to help you.
1: And they have a great curriculum of seminars and other offerings That'll help educate you from the very beginning stages, once again, to the more sophisticated stuff where folks like Nate come in. And so let's go now to Nate, friends. And once again, Nate, you've been on the show before, but it's been quite a while. It's been about a year, yes. Yeah, so let's kind of reacquaint our audience to you. Uh, you you kind of remember the routine. Tell oh, folks yes. a little bit about your background, please.
3: Okay, well, I'm a, a transplant from Buffalo, New York. I
1: mm-hmm.
3: uh, just wanted to throw that in there because it's so nice down here.
1: Yeah.
3: It, uh, <laughs> and um, I'm a, uh, I'm a lawyer. I have a degrees a degrees in accounting and finance as well as a law degree. I uh, started my career with the U.S. Department of Justice in Washington.
1: In Washington D.C. And uh, in right. fact,
3: it was during the uh, Watergate era. Is that right? So I have um, a little experience there, also. Oh wow! What a uh,
1: time to be a young lawyer in Washington D.C. That must have been pretty amazing.
3: That was amazing. In fact, um, the um, Black Friday, as everyone knows about the firing, and- the firing of all the attorney generals. I was sitting right there, writing out complaints and leaving the signature line for the attorney general blank because <laughs> you didn't know. No, who was idea. Was no idea. No uh, idea. Oh, wow. Wow. Uh, thereafter, hey, right.
2: What an experience, though. That <laughs> really is an
3: experience. Uh, well, they right. uh, When yeah. we
1: say when well, these folks come from all walks of life, they <laughs> yes. come from literally all walks of
3: life. <laughs> well, well, the reason you haven't heard about that before is because uh, I really just forgot about it kind of until my son, who's a lawyer, uh, called me and asked me if I knew anything about Watergate. <laughs> wow. So I went to the garage, and I found an old award I received, and that award was signed by Bork. Judge, just, Justice, it judge. It was Judge Bork. Yes, right. former yeah. Judge Bork, federal judge, because he was the last one in line, and this was near yeah. Christmas when they gave out the awards. Is that right? right. So uh, that's a little bit of uh, trivia. Well, See, congratulations was, on as, that.
2: As, as uh, said, I mean, uh, score has all sorts of people with all kinds of backgrounds and interesting backgrounds. It, well,
3: in well the, after that, I uh, I left there, and I was one of the lawyers working on the. Uh, breakup of at&t
1: now was that originally as a government lawyer or no i went with, you had left the government altogether by then
3: in-house lawyer for at&t i see and uh early on i was a litigator in chicago and left there uh to be among uh, or with just about 100 lawyers and our job was to defend at&t against the uh antitrust brought by the justice department okay um left there and became uh an attorney for AT&T International. uh, At
1: that time, had they been international for a long time? I mean, Mm -hmm. you know, I know there had been cross,
3: you know, communications around the world, but how actually did that work? That's a good question. Uh, Initially, AT&T was limited to common carrier communication services. Okay. And uh, the only international was in uh, partnering with other countries to complete long-distance calls. Overseas calls, sure. Uh, that was it, and uh, the equipment that AT&T made was only for itself, uh, with its vertical integration. Okay. After the breakup of at and it was enabled to go into a competitive mode. Some of the restrictions were lifted, and AT&T was then in a position to sell equipment and other services other than common carrier services anywhere it wanted to. Was that part
1: of the agreement to kind of get AT&T to go along with it, that if you break up, will allow you to do things that you can't do now?
3: Uh, Yes, because regulation was a surrogate for competition. Right. Okay. And uh, that time was regulated. So if you want to remove the regulation, then you had to give AT&T something. And one of those things was the ability to uh, sell equipment around the world, anywhere, any place.
1: Was that part of what you 100 lawyers did was to bargain for AT&T at the end of the day?
3: Uh, Yes. In fact, AT&T was under a consent decree when that case was brought. I see. So what you'll hear when you talk about AT&T and the uh, antitrust case is the modified final judgment. The final judgment was back in 1956. It was. (laughs) And there was a judgment before that called the Kingsbury Commitment. Now, Another were these judgment.
1: judgments that had gone to the Supreme Court or had been determined at the def- district level, say?
3: Mostly before they got to the Supreme Court. Okay. They were negotiated. I see. But okay. pardon negotiations. Which stopped
1: the legal process.
3: Part of negotiations back in 56 was that AT&T would be limited to common carrier services. I see. So one of the things that was removed uh, with the modified final judgment in the 80s, 83, I believe, was that AT&T could of that market. Well, AT&T entered the market big, first time, right. compared to marketplace around the world. And we set up AT&T International. International. And that's how I moved into that area. And so it, it was sort of the natural progression. Yes. All right,
1: well, we're going to have to uh, progress to a break here in just a minute. Once again, our guest today, Nate Friends, He is one of the local volunteers here at SCORE. And he's got a series of events coming up, uh, which you can take advantage of. As you can tell, the man knows his business. And once again, you can go to orlando.score.org to register for any and all events that we tell you about here on the show. And please also sign up for the newsletter there. And then they will send you newsletters telling you about the events. And once again, should you decide to attend one of these, we do ask that you register ahead of time by going to Orlando.score.org. Or you can call on the phone. During normal business hours, you'll actually get a, a person there. That's four zero seven. That's right. 407-420-4844. For SCORE, it's 407-420-4844, Orlando.score.org. And we'll be right back with more of What's the Score? Okay, welcome back to What's the Score, the show designed to help you come up with that winning combination for your business. Our guest today, well, Lucy Polito and myself, Christopher Hart here. Our guest today, Nate Friends. Nate is once again one of the volunteers, one of the great volunteers at SCORE, and he is a legal expert, obviously, and worked for the Justice Department during the Water, Watergate era. And, of course, he, you know, we're kind of going through all that again. <laughs> Before we go down, it. But let me ask you something, you know, about, you know, we were just talking about your experience at AT&T with the antitrust and the breakup and all of that because, you know, there's talk about that now with the uh, Googles and Facebooks
3: of the world. Do you see similarities there? Uh, yes and no. Uh, trying to break up Google, we don't know what the parts are. AT&T was fairly easy because you had the equipment side, you had the long distance. You had the locals. So you had, you had some natural break. Sort points. of car, car, uh, carpet.
1: How do you say
3: carp-mentalized,
1: car- compartmentalized, <laughs> compartmentalized? Compartmentalized. Maybe compartmentalized. Thank uh, you. Thank uh, you uh,
3: yes. So you could kind of say, well, we'll just take this off, and that's what they did. Uh, Western Electric, which was the equipment manufacturer, was spun off. That became Lucent. Okay. Uh, then you had the long distance. That was AT and T what right. Right. was AT&T Longlands before that. And then you had the, the bell The operating company, the Baby Bells. The Baby Bells, they right. them, And they were broken up into seven separate Baby Bells. Including Southern Bell for down here. So how do you do that with Google? Right. Uh, how do you do saying. that with Facebook? Um, what are the natural breaking points or separation points? Not sure. Right. Uh, uh, that, that's a tough one.
1: Yeah. Okay. Let's get back to what uh, you're doing at SCORE. You're... You're sort of the legal go-to guy over at SCORE, if I'm not mistaken. People have questions about corporations, that sort of thing. Is, is, is yes. it, am I remembering this correct?
3: You're remembering it very, very much uh, so. Uh, we don't give legal advice at SCORE. Okay. Uh, right. I kind give counseling. them legal right. direction, counsel. Right. I can help them understand some things and let them know when it's time they, for them to go out and get a, uh, a lawyer. Okay. Uh, as Lucy mentioned, uh, so many of the clients at SCORE come in with a concept or an idea. Not a business. Right. Uh, Score takes it from that. Well, part of. Which uh, which is actually the time to come in. Absolutely. The earlier the better. Absolutely. Right. And um, they don't know what association they want to have. Do they want to have a partnership, a corporation, what type of corporation. Right. There's and many so they need choices. Counseling on all right. of that. Mm-hmm. As well as just how to run a business. Mm-hmm. And Score picks it up from beginning all the way through. Right. Uh, marketing, sales, you name it, right. And part of my uh, uh, contribution is that uh, corporate structures, corporate governance, how do you set it up? What do you want? What don't you want? A large part of my work at AT AT&T, because I was a general counsel uh, for one of the units, was intellectual property and letting people know what most people come in and think they have no intellectual property. Right. have to explain to them that the first thing they have is their name. I was going to say, right, your brand. right? Their brand. Uh, One of the most significant uh, elements of intellectual property. Sure. And thereafter, uh, some come in with inventions. Some come in with what they think are inventions, but what are really trade secrets. Okay. And there's a difference. Okay. But all of which is protected. Uh, Some go out blogging, and so they need protection there from a copyright standpoint. But there's just so many areas of intellectual property they're not aware of. Most people come in and have a thorough knowledge of their product, service, or their concept that they're trying to sell. But that's it. Right. And so putting a business around or making it a business instead of a hobby or a job, Sure. um, that's what we do. And I pretty much focus on the uh, intellectual property legal area. How long have you been volunteering at SCORE? It's about five years. How did you find out about SCORE and decide to do this? Well, I'd heard about SCORE before, and then I ran into a friend here who was looking into it and um, came down like liked what I saw. And um, quite frankly, it's just my opportunity to give back. One of the things that uh, I felt good about um, just from a professional standpoint was when I was doing civil rights, even though they gave us a higher grade level with civil rights in uh, the Justice Department. Right. Justice Department lawyers do not make money. (laughs) Trust me. (laughs) Right. And so, uh, but in terms of feeling the best about myself, that's what I felt. Uh, With AT&T, I was a professional doing a professional job. It's different. It's different. Right. Here, I feel like I'm doing something that I enjoy doing.
2: You know, and that is true, uh, and you've heard me say that very often. That uh, all of us, really, basically, that's what we do. We do that because we want to give back. We have all been successful at whatever we d- did. And uh, this is our opportunity. And we still want to stay in touch with business anyway. So that's the other side of it. Well, you know? and I think
1: that's only really natural. And, uh, you know, what, well, like, for instance, what you said, that working at the Justice Department was because of what you were doing was more satisfying. Yes. All right. And I think that's part of being an entrepreneur is that you're already trying to help people. So after you get out of the business or when you've become very successful, you still want to do that. Yes, absolutely. And, 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 but now you're sort of doing it in a different fashion, but you're still doing what you really always have had the passion to do. That is so uh, it's just sort of the natural following. But, but yeah. I'm not surprised to hear, you know, because I see it when I talk to you folks that, that you so much feel. Uh, it, it's like sometimes you just know in life when you're in the right place and you're doing yes. the right thing.
3: And, and, and there's a construct for doing it. Yes. Uh, you know, you're not just out there trying to find people who need help, but there's a right. construct that bring the people in for right. you. Exactly. And that's uh, that's rewarding.
1: Uh, Right. Uh, Nate Friends, our guest today, legal expert at SCORE, and 407-420-4844 is the number for SCORE. And once again, the National Entrepreneur Center is located in the Orlando Fashion Square Mall. And we're going to talk a moment here about uh, the presentations that Nick is going to, I'm sorry, Nate is going to be making. And that's coming up here in October, starting on the 3rd. And you can also register for that at orlando.score.org. And once again, the Orlando Fashion Square Mall is where the National Entrepreneur Center is located. And it is a state-of-the-art facility, not just in concept and what they're doing there, but the actual facilities themselves. That's right. So uh, please do take advantage of these things. Once again, back to Nate, friends, on October the 3rd, the 17th, and the 31st, you're going to be doing what?
3: Well, the first one's going to be on international contracts. These are presentations. Uh, presentations. National uh, and, yeah. and before I go there, I want to uh, just explain uh, my background in international. As I mentioned, was with AT and T International. Okay. And because it was just setting up, just starting after divestiture, everything had to be, be done from, from the outset. From uh, and, and
1: this was new stuff. For new everybody. stuff. Right. AT
3: and T had not been in a competitive market internationally or domestically, and so this was a whole new ball game. And that meant going to different countries and setting up the organizations. How many setting countries a, did you have to go to? I set up businesses in about 30 countries. Oh, my. Uh, one of whom, one of the countries was uh, Russia. Howdy doody. That would have been the
1: Soviet <laughs> Union back in those the days. Soviet, wouldn't it? Right
3: after the Cold War. Okay. All right. Uh, there was a uh, set up a joint venture there. Okay. You may have uh, read about the Rosneft. That was the energy company for Russia. Yep. We set up Rosnet, okay. which was the telecommunications uh, data transport company. I see. The company was set up with a um, uh, couple of guys from the, uh, as, as uh, consultants from the CIA.
1: <laughs> okay.
3: And the person on the Russian side was a guy by the name of Ole Kalugin name sounds familiar for some reason. Ole Kalugin was, at one time, the head of the KGB. (laughs) That's why it sounded familiar, yes. Uh, Okay. Putin reported it to him. Right. Right. Yeah. Uh, Ole uh, uh, Kalugin, he, uh, last I heard, I don't know if he's still there, he came to the United States and was teaching at American university. Uh, uh,
1: American University in Washington, D.C.? Washington,
3: D.C. How about that?
1: He had a book out.
3: International Studies, probably. He wrote a book about 20 <laughs> years ago. Did he? Called The First Directorate. And uh, if you read it, you'll think you're reading today's headlines. Is that right? Really? Uh, in terms of what's being alleged. Uh, you may recall way back when, uh, 60 Minutes, when they had the guy with an umbrella on the subway. Right. Yes. Yeah. That was under his, he said he didn't do it. No, he had nothing to do with it. The spy craft. That was. Right. Uh, yeah. right. But he talks about the spy craft and how he was uh, brought over here at a young age to go to Columbia University and recruit. It lays it all out. I'm not uh, giving up anything. Oh, no, no yeah.
1: And, and I'm sure we were doing the same over there with whatever oh, yeah. access <laughs> we had. Uh, yes, a whole different world. Uh, it, it is
3: indeed. But, but what wh- enabled me to get in? I was going to say, ladies and gentlemen, up- when we say
1: experience from all walks of life, <laughs> we <beat> it here.
3: <laughs> but, uh, you know, so much of my experience in that regard, like experience in any area, is mistakes. Right. Right. We'd- go over and, uh, yeah. Right. Uh, I set up a business in uh, Saudi Arabia. I set up a business in uh, Greece. Real, real quickly, because we only have a okay. moment here in this segment. We'll
1: pick it up on the other side. Okay. How long did it take? 30 countries. You couldn't have been staying there very long
3: in each country. Could you have been? Put it this way. If, um, if they had had frequent flyer miles now, Back at that time, that is. You'd have piled them up. I would have been still flying off of them. <laughs> they didn't have them. <laughs> all right. So you're doing it all at one
1: time. Got it. Back okay. and forth. I got you. Nate Friends, our guest today. Once again, his presentations, which we'll be telling you about on the next, uh, on the other side of the break. Uh, October 3rd, the 17th and the 31st and you do need to pre-register. We'll give you all the details and once again you can go to orlando.score.org to do all of that and actually you can do that right now. In the meantime, we'll be right back with more of What's the Score. Hey, welcome back to What's the Score? I am Christopher Hart, along with Lucy Polito and Nate Friends. We are here today to tell you, in part, at least, about, just not just his fascinating life. I mean, we could sit here for a couple of hours <laughs> yeah, and talk about this. Yeah, we have another this. show just on his life. But let's tell folks how they can actually come down and meet you, Nate, because you're going to be doing three presentations. This is this is sort of a... a, a uh, not an ordinary type thing. Uh, this is not, you know, the, the ordinary curriculum and the ordinary schedule is we have the coffee with the leader series a couple of times a month. You have the, the lunch with the leader series, which is once a month. And then you have the, the various seminars. seminars and classes, which are held all the time, Tuesday right. nights, Wednesdays or Saturdays during the morning. Uh, But this is, once again, this is an exclusive event, and so you really want to take advantage of this. So on Thursday, October the 3rd, then the two weeks later and two weeks after that, so it's the 3rd, the 17th, and the 31st, all at the National Entrepreneur Center from 9 a.m. to 1130 a.m., and get there early. The doors will open a half hour early. Get there early, and you can network around. You'll be able to meet Nate and learn things from Nate and, the the once again, this is a series of presentations, so ideally you will get all three. And you go to orlando.score.org to sign up, or you can call 407-420-4844. You can do it that way if you like. And don't forget, you can always walk in the door over there during normal business hours, right? Yes. That's 9 to 5, Monday through Friday and Saturday mornings. And now there is a charge for this, but it's well worth it, believe me. And it's $35 for each seminar or 75 for the package of three and nate's going to give us a little preview of each one so on thursday october the third nate you you said you were beginning to tell us what that's about
3: yeah, that's going to be on international contracts uh so many of us know about uh contracts uh, domestically but things are a little bit different when you go international uh, for one thing the laws are different the mm-hmm. rules are different
1: as you and found out, travel. <laughs> yes, very much so. Racking up those miles.
3: <laughs> yeah, very much so. And, and uh, when you hear now things like uh, uh, NAFTA, uh, TPP,
2: those These are all treaties. Agreements. Those right. are
3: trade agreements. Those yeah. are treaties. And part of those treaties uh, determine how foreign companies will be treated in the country. Right. And uh, some countries have them, some don't. If we don't have a treaty with them, you've got to understand what the rules are. And they're not necessarily the way they are here. There are certain countries that actually do not go along with precedent. Right. So what they did last week means nothing for this week. Sure. (laughs) Uh, So you have to understand that, and you have to understand the lay of the land and what you can and can't do. And uh, part of what I'll be going into is just how do you navigate those waters? Uh, What do you do? How do you make sure that the person that you are using as an agent, for instance, really has the contacts he says he has or she has. Right. And that's always a problem. Everyone, every country like that will be a relative of the king or, oh, <laughs> or sure. the president or, or, or what have you. Right. But
2: navigating those is very, very, very right.
3: difficult sometimes. Right. Right. Uh, working with um, uh, our government agencies uh, abroad, uh, making sure they know you're in, in country, making sure that you work with them. Understand what you're doing if you're setting up an op- operation in a foreign country uh, making sure that you're protected Sometimes that's insurance they have a uh, actual uh, insurance through the World Bank right that you can get it's called mega a multinational investment guarantee agency I see why because um government can just say your business is gone right depending on what country right. And bear in mind, uh, when I mentioned uh, the various countries, I have worked from uh, Africa to Moscow. And some of those countries, and one in particular, the um, the Ivory Coast. Right? right. The Ivory Coast actually had a coup. While well, you guys well, I were saying there. While we're there. Yeah. Uh-huh. Whatever business was there, gone. Right. The, the whatever agreements. The, the agreements. the new reg- it. The government's not going to it. It. Right. Not gonna hold to it. They're not going to hold to it. Uh, in fact, some of those agreements are still being uh, negotiated and argued about uh, 25 years later. Is that right? Wow. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. If you really want to know the lay of the land. Uh, it, it's kind of interesting. Um, as a litigator back in Chicago, as a Chicago lawyer, I would never try a case outside of Chicago because you want the local people who know the local rules and how things operate and juries, et cetera. Right. Right. Well, just think about that on steroids <laughs> when you go to another country. Right. Yes. Sure. Yeah. I understand what you're saying. Um, now Good. this, uh,
1: this part of the series would be uh, obviously the naturally the, the first progression of it. And in in the sense that, Everyone needs to know these things, but there is still this sort of uh, degree of uncertainty. Uh, are most people who do business internationally, is it because the re- the rewards are so lucrative, they're willing to go through all this stuff?
3: Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Depending on what you're uh, providing and where. Uh, keep in mind, there are so many places that don't have things that are just routine here. Right. One of the things that was very routine when I was uh going overseas was the uh just cell phones television sets right uh things that's easy to get here uh, another one, and I used to use it for the uh, admins is just makeup can't buy it right okay so
2: y- yeah it, you know in you Russia I was in Russia one time, and we were in line waiting to get into a museum, and I happened to pull out my lipstick. And the ladies were rushing <laughs> to get, you know, they wanted to buy my lipstick. And I thought, what? And you're right. You know, these the are things
1: that we take for granted yes, sometimes are in very high demand. And uh, that's where you do your marketing research. You know, exactly. To, and uh, once again, Nate Friends, our guest today, and he is going to be presenting this Going International Series at the National Entrepreneur Center on the October 3rd, 17th, and 31st. 9 a.m. to 11:30 a.m. and you can, if you just choose to sign up for one or two of these, that's fine. there will be thirty five dollars each, but if you get the whole series, it's only seventy five. Mm-hmm. And once again, it's a package, so they they all fit together. But it's not going to be the same thing over and over again, obviously. And
2: I, by the I, way, this I'm is being
1: really... presented by the uh, Central Florida Trade Office and National Entrepreneur Center. I'm sorry, go ahead. No,
2: I was going to say that I really encourage people that have any idea of uh, starting a business overseas to attend this? Because, um, as you know, Nate, as you're hearing the amount of experience he has in this. I mean, you can't get any better than this.
1: Well, not just that, but let's say you already have a business here that makes a product that could be in demand not just here, but in some other foreign locale, and you can take advantage of that. But you need to be set up right in order to do it. Who knows? That may be your biggest source of income waiting for you out there. Because as Nate says, many of the things that we take for granted here are scarce elsewhere. Yes. So it's Absolutely. it's a matter of getting them there and, and, and making the transit, the transaction work for you. So the 17th, we only have a couple of minutes in this
3: segment, but just let's begin the preview of what would be happening on the 17th. Then we'll go into a distributorships uh, where... You have a company here. You want to distribute your products in another country. Then how do you set up the distributorship? Because you're really setting up another business. Right. And you can't obviously be in all these different places at one time. You can't be there yourself. So you've got to know what you're doing and working with the right people, making sure you've got the right uh, licenses, the, the right permissions, whatever you need to set up. And how do you go about doing that? How do you go about finding those people? Would that include maybe setting up a partnership with someone in a foreign country? Not only a partnership, in some cases, uh, such as Saudi Arabia, you have to have an agent. Okay.
1: Uh, so you have
3: to have a local person, a, a Saudi uh, citizen, yes, uh, in order to, to set business. up a business there. right? To do business. But again, uh, having that agent, you better know who that agent is. Right. And how do you do those things? Uh, you look at the law part. But you also have to look at custom and practice, also. Sure, and that's a whole different ball game again. Just how do you do things?
2: And you really need to understand the local culture. Some
3: the local culture is a big part of it. Big, big. Sure, so big, big part of especially
2: it. in countries like Saudi Arabia.
3: Because that's one of the faux pas that you want to avoid. Right. Uh, you know, is not knowing not knowing that right. Uh, little things, you know. Even um, before we'd go to different countries with AT and T, we take classes. Just to make sure we wouldn't do the wrong thing. Right. That's that is a, so true what, and
2: so important.
3: Oh, yes. Sit there with your, uh, the sole of your shoe facing someone in the Saudi. And that's a huge <laughs> that's, insult. That's a faux pas. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Okay. Someone offer you something, uh, politely say no, that could be an insult. Sure. You want to know these things before you go there, and then it becomes a fatal faux pas on your part.
1: Yeah, indeed. And it can be a deal buster. It certainly can. Yeah. Or it can be a deal maker. If you know what you're doing,
3: well, uh, one example would be, uh, and again, I'll just stay with the uh, Saudis, and that is uh, they don't do anything fast. You see, one of the things we would do as lawyers in this country is you fly me over and we'll stay up all night and we'll work that deal out. We'll work that deal out. They'll work for um, an hour and say, we'll see you tomorrow, inshallah.
2: I don't think I don't think any country works like we do. No one does. Absolutely not.
3: And siestas? <laughs>
2: That's right. Yeah. That's my specialty. Con, con,
1: considering, <laughs> you know, that part of the world and their culture going back many centuries, I can understand that, yeah. right? All right, we have to take a break, okay. and when we come back, uh, we'll tell you more about these other events at uh, the Nate Nate's uh, the presentation going international. Once again, we'll be right back with more. What's the
2: score? Okay,
1: we're back. We're What's the Score, and we're here to help you make your business into a huge success. I am Christopher Hart, along with Lucy Polito and Nate, friends. We'll get back to the conversation with Nate here in just a moment, but I want to remind you, ladies and gentlemen, that a lot more people here locally especially know about Score because of this radio show, and we want to thank you folks who have been listening a long time, telling your friends and family all about it, and that's what radio is all about. People listen to the radio because they want to find information, things that they need, things that they need to know. And that's why so many people do listen to the radio, ladies and gentlemen, to get their news feeds, to get information from shows like this. And you can get your information out just like we do here every week. You can do it on a daily basis. You can do it on a weekly basis. That's the nice thing about radio. You're in charge. The man to talk to is the man in charge here at Salem Media Group Orlando. His name is Bill Files. He can explain to you how radio can work best for you because he's been in the business all his life. He really understands it. And you can best efficiently and effectively use your radio dollars by talking to someone like Bill. And it is an efficient way to utilize those marketing and advertising dollars. So give Bill a call, please, at 407-618-1760 and tell him the Jekyll man sent you. (laughs) Dr. (laughs) Jekyll. All right. Uh, So back to Nate Friends. Once again, he's giving a series of seminars called, called Going International. And it's being presented by the Central Florida Trade Office at the National Entrepreneur Center Thursday October the 3rd, October the 17th, all Thursdays, obviously, and October the 31st from 9 a.m. to 1130 a.m. Get there early if you can. The doors will open at 830 and you can do a little uh, networking while you're waiting there. And once again, Nate is very approachable. I'm sure you can tell that just by listening to him here on the radio. And he's there to offer you all this great advice. Now, this is a seminar presentation, but once again, he is a SCORE volunteer. So he's also able to help, you know, offer some of his (coughs) expertise to you on a one-on-one basis. So, this would be a great way to get to know Nate and perhaps set up that relationship with him so on the seventeenth you're going to we 're going to learn how to uh, set up these distributorships and the right people and every all of the various things you need to consider and, and during the break you're just telling us um, you also need to think about military service because some other countries require it, and <laughs> it may take your partner away for a while, right absolutely. <laughs> So uh, so going, uh, going international, the 31st, what will that
3: one be about? Uh, that one will be on licensing. Uh, you've got a product. You want to uh, license it to someone to provide overseas. Okay. And, and the question is, how do you go about that? You've got your intellectual property. In fact, you can't license what you don't own. Right. So your ownership there is the intellectual property of whatever your product is, and you want to make sure it's protected. And not every country uh, respects that. Right, and,
1: and and if you set up something with the U.S. Trade Office, you're protected only in the U.S., correct? Only in the U.S. That's copyrights. Is that held to patents as well?
3: Copyrights, patents. Any type of? Any f- type of intellectual property. Uh, it's only as good as the, up to the U.S., end of the U.S. border. Uh, Mexico, Canada, you'd have to go there. And... Do these
1: trade agreements? None of them actually make trade it, all
3: agree, it. Trade that's part of what's in the trade agreements. That's why you're hearing things like with uh, the current trade agreements that we're looking at. Just how will you treat intellectual property? The whole issue right now. One of the big issues with China. I was just going to say. Uh, right. Do you respect intellectual property rights? Right. Uh, they can back engineer anything, and um, and they, they do, do it that quite effectively. They yeah, do. Yeah. In fact, uh, Japanese mostly. Uh, uh, back-engineer it, and then miniaturize it. Right. <laughs> uh, but that's just about everything. Uh, one of the things that uh, back before the um, uh, online music, CDs. Sure, would be pirated. Oh, would be pirated. Well, but I'm mean, anywhere off the street. I just didn't respect intellectual property. There is an organization called the uh, called WIPO. World Intellectual Property Organization that's supposed to kind of manage that. Okay. But it's a toothless watchdog. So,
1: can you start. at least go there to see where the worst violators are? Or do they at least post oh, yes. up that
3: information? They'll let you know that. Right. Okay. Uh, but beyond that, okay, uh, they don't really have any any teeth. I see. Now, how about expense wise?
1: Uh, I mean, it, it's pretty inexpensive to trademark something here. I'm not I'm not patenting is different because you got to go through a much more laborious process to do it. But uh, to get a, a trademark, it's only what a couple hundred bucks or something like that. A couple hundred
3: bucks if it's available. Yeah, if it's available. What about mm-hmm. overseas? Is it much? Is it, it a varies. lot more expensive? It varies depending on the country. Okay, but it's it's not a really uh, the real issue with trademarks is. Uh, just coming up with one. Okay. Uh, first of all, and then uh, there is no intellectual property police. So if someone's infringing your trademark, even in this country, right, it's up to you to, to pursue it, it and pursue it. Well, what does that mean? Uh, that means that if it's someone big, you've got a big legal bill trying to defend that. Right. The big organizations, of course, they do it all the time. Sure. Sure. And, so, uh,
1: but but there must be some way to
3: to sort of protect yourself. Yes, and, and you know it, it's not complete protection, right? But um, you want to make sure of two things. First of all, that uh, you protect your trademark, and also you want to make sure that your trademark is not infringing someone else's that you didn't know about, right? And somebody's laws have changed so much uh, over the years. At one time, I'm shifting gears now to patents. Okay. At one time, if you got a patent. That was your property for the period of time that the uh, patent. Uh, Like 75 years or something? Not 75 years, more like 20 years. Oh, okay, I'm sorry. Uh, Most people then make a little adjustment and try to get 20 more years. Right, okay. Uh, But that was yours. That's not true now. The law has changed. You can go in and contest a patent well after it's issued. Uh So you think you've got this. It's gone through the U.S. Patent and Trademark Office. I've got it. This is my patent. This is my property. I can license it and make money off of it. And someone says, no, you weren't the first. Someone says, no, it shouldn't have been uh, issued in the first place. I see. That was not true before. But now they've opened the door for that. But it was, it was supposed to make it easier for people to get patents, but it's complicated, it's complicated it, right. and very expensive. Now, there is one thing that uh, has been... Um, Uh, uh, made a part of the law that helps with patent owners, and that is, it's called a provisional patent. You can get a provisional patent whereby you just file what you have, a schematic or whatever you have, uh, with the U.S. Patent and Trademark Office. They do absolutely nothing with it. Okay. But if you, within a year, file for a formal patent, and that formal patent is issued, then your protection relates back to the date you filed the provisional. I see. What does that do? That gives you an opportunity to go out and see if this thing will sell. While you and, have that provisional, exactly, because everything that has a patent
1: does doesn't have necessarily a sell. Exactly. Doesn't have a market. As a matter of fact, I'm sure the patent office is full of patents for things that
3: not just the patent office, all the big companies. <laughs> uh, they've okay. got all these engineers <laughs> creating things all the time, right? Sure, but there's no market for it, right? It never <laughs> makes it out. Of, yeah. Uh, once
1: again, our guest today, Nate, friends, and. He is making this uh, series of presentations on October the 3rd, the 17th, and the 31st called Going International. Once again, it's presented by the Central Florida Trade Office at the National Entrepreneur Center. They are $35 each or $75 for the package. And you can go to orlando.score.org to find out more and sign up for this or go to nec.org for the National Entrepreneur Center, nec.org to sign up for it. If you need also, you can call on the phone at 407-420-4844, 407-420-4844, the number for SCORE. And because they are located in the National Entrepreneur Center, which is in the Fashion Square Mall on the west end and where the parking garage is, just off McGuire there, you can walk in during normal business hours. That's 9 to 5, Monday through Friday, and, but also on Saturday morning. And don't forget, once again, Nate does much more at SCORE than do these presentations. And he does other seminars, too, if I'm not mistaken. Don't you, Nate? Don't you do other, like, legal seminars and things? Oh, yes. Not this series, but the, 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 the regular curriculum. Yes.
3: In, in fact, uh, I'll be um, um, presenting this Saturday, this Saturday morning, on uh, your business plan.
1: All right. So once again, all of these things you can find at Orlando.score.org. Please do sign up for them there. And Oh, yeah, he just pulled up on his phone the award that he got from the Department of Justice, United States Department of Justice Special Achievement Award, presented to Nathaniel Friends, signed by Judge Bork. There it is, Robert (laughs) H. Bork. Sure enough, I'm sorry, December the 14th, 1973. Congratulations Nate. It's always it's always a pleasure and fascinating to talk with you. And once again folks, you'll have the opportunity to meet the man Thursday, October the 3rd, the 17th and the 31st for the Going International Series, once again presented by Central Florida Trade Office at the National Entrepreneur Center. Don't
2: miss this opportunity folks. This is the man to talk about this
1: that's right and whether you're thinking about starting an international business maybe you're already in an international business nate is the guy to know all right all right so that's going to just about wrap it up for us today don't forget when you go to orlando.score.org please sign up for the newsletter and we almost forgot to tell you please go to score orlando on facebook and And like like us us. (laughs) that's right all right until next week we'll see you